Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for women who want to elevate their health, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, corporate girl turned full-time online health and lifestyle entrepreneur. Join me every week for a high vibe conversation that will inspire you to live your best, healthiest, and most high vibe life. Are you ready? Let's go. What is up, my beautiful people? How is everyone feeling? How are you all doing? I want you to know I am always just literally one DM away. I'm a normal, weird human feeling a lot of the emotions that you guys are feeling. So don't ever be afraid to reach out to me. I love getting to know all of you. I love hearing your stories. So you can always send me a DM on Instagram. I am constantly and frequently checking those messages. And before we hop into today's podcast episode, I wanted to mention a giveaway that I'm currently doing right now for the rest of June. So if you're listening to this and it's still June, you can still enter. So for the rest of this month, I am doing a giveaway for my all-natural vegan pre-workout. I call it my go-go juice if you follow me on Instagram. It's this yellow powder that I put in before I work out every single day. I honestly have no idea how I worked out before drinking this, but yeah, my go-go juice is amazing. It's the bomb. It's a $50 value for an entire box and I'm doing a giveaway for the entire box. So if you've ever been curious, if you've ever wanted to try it, it's an all natural vegan pre-workout that I absolutely love. And I don't really like pre-workouts, um, or I, at least I didn't like them before this one because they'd always give me the jitters. They'd make me feel like a little crazy cycle, or they would give me a huge headache. Something in like the artificial flavors and stuff like that, all the chemicals, whatever was in all of those other pre-workouts, they always gave me a headache. So I never drank anything before this. And now I'm obsessed. It actually tastes really, really good. Um, you're going to love it. So if you want to get your hands on that box and you want to be entered into this giveaway, all you have to do, literally, it's the most simplest giveaway. All you have to do is sub subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Leave a nice review. You know, hopefully you listen to this. If you're listening to the podcast episode, then you listen to the podcast. But rate, review, and then just literally take a screenshot or if you send in your review. Sometimes it gets lost in the ether before it gets approved and it doesn't show up right away. So before you click submit, take a screenshot and send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email with that screenshot and you will be entered to win. And next week I will announce who the winner is on my Instagram story. So all you have to do is literally subscribe, rate, review, send me a screenshot of your, your review and you will be entered in for that full box of my all natural pre-workout. And you guys, it is amazing. Like so amazing. Sometimes, sometimes I have it twice a day, not my proudest thing to announce, but sometimes it happens. And it's like a great afternoon pick me up as well with a big glass of water. So with all of that said, we're going to jump into today's podcast episode. This is actually the first time I'm doing anything like this. And I thought it would just be fun to do a live Q&A and ask me anything podcast episode. So there's not really a theme to this. I mean, there might be at the end of these questions, but I went through some questions on my Instagram stories. I had that question box. So everyone that ask their questions in there. I'm going to answer them on this podcast episode. So we're just going to run through them and no specific order. It's going to be totally random. I'm just going through them as I see them. And that is how this podcast is going to go. It's going to be a little light, a little fun. 
I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I, I need to look through all of these questions first, but we're jumping right in. So the first question is, do you ever get sore knees and ankles from shuffling? Do you use anything to help? Thank you. <laughs> um, honestly, sore knees and ankles, not really. And I also want to be responsible here and say that if you are having pain in your body, you should definitely seek medical attention and seek a medical professional. I am not a professional. I would say a couple things that I do for preventative measures is I always warm up. I always stretch and I like to do some yin yoga like three times a week. And yin yoga, if you don't know what that is, you can go on YouTube and literally just type in yin yoga. It's amazing. It's basically you hold all of those poses that kind of make your jaw super tight, like pigeon or frog, and you hold those for two minutes straight. So it allows you to really relax the muscle and get deep. So I do that a few times a week, just as restorative measures. And I always warm up. I always stretch, warm up your ankles, warm up your knees. I think that's really, really important before shuffling. Also be cautious and aware of the surface that you're shuffling on that might have something to do with it along with your shoes. Shoes really, really do matter. I wear pretty much all my shuffling is done in the skate high vans or the Nike Air Max 97s, but I really like the skate high vans. They're like 60 something bucks, totally worth the price. And I've been shuffling in those pretty much the entire year of my shuffle journey. So my biggest tips, warm up, stretch, roll out those ankles. I like to do active warmups and also drink lots of water and do restorative yoga. That helps a lot with your joints and a lot with your muscles. And you just need to take care of your body, especially as you get older. I'm definitely getting older and taking care of your body is so important. I can't do the stuff that I used to and just recover at the same rate. So you have to be proactive and taking care of your body and taking care of your health because it's your only ride through this life, right? Okay. Next question. Tips to find your flow for shuffling. I get this question all of the time and it was probably honestly my biggest question when I first learned how to shuffle a year ago. And for those of you that don't know what shuffling is, if you're listening to this podcast and you know who I am, you probably know who shuffling is either from my TikTok or from my Instagram. But if you don't, it's really just this style of dance that's very heavy with footwork. It's high intensity cardio essentially. And it's really founded in the underground EDM. Now it's becoming a little bit more mainstream, mainly because of TikTok. So you can go check out my Instagram. You can go check out my TikTok. It's Tori Nishino across the board. If you have no idea what shuffling is and you're like, what is this girl talking about? But that's where a lot of people know me from. So finding your flow for shuffling. I have a couple tips for this, but just know that as you continue to learn and as you continue to progress and grow, you will start to find your flow. But my first tip is dancing to music that you really love. I think that's a really, really important tip that a lot of people don't talk about. For me, if I'm trying to dance to music that just doesn't light my soul up, it doesn't make me excited, it doesn't bring a smile to my face, it's just really hard to dance to and I'm not really enjoying myself. Another tip is if you're brand new to shuffling, shuffle to slower songs. So slower BPM, if you find yourself struggling to keep up with a song, it's going to be hard to find your flow because you're going to be struggling to try to keep up with the beat. So find some slower songs to dance to. I actually had a post with slow song recommendations on my TikTok, and you can go check that out on my page if you just scroll down a little bit. It's one of the headliners on my page. Another thing that I want to recommend is 
Shuffling and finding your flow really is a combination of letting your body move however it wants to, letting your footwork go wherever it takes you, and this fine dance of thinking ahead of moves that you want to incorporate. So for me, before I go into a freestyle, before the beat drops on a song, I'll think of some moves that I want to incorporate, maybe some moves that I haven't done in a long time. And just having that thought and having that intention of the moves that I want to do, they just will start to come out. They'll start to come out in different areas in my freestyle that I didn't even know that they were going to come out that I didn't even know that I can do. And another thing that you can do is record yourself when you're shuffling, when you're having practice sessions, record yourself and you can always look back and be like, oh, I didn't even know I did that, but it looked really cool. And you can drill it. A lot of shuffling is a lot of muscle memory. So the more muscle memory that you have with certain styles, with certain shapes, with certain footwork, the easier that it's just going to come out of nowhere because it's drilled into your subconscious. It's drilled into your body. So when you drill certain moves, they will start to come out. And like I said, just be patient, have grace, keep on practicing. There's been so many times in just the last year, I've only been shuffling for a year. And there's been so many times where I felt in a funk, where I felt frustrated, where I felt stagnant in my growth. And there's sometimes where I just wasn't feeling it. And that's okay. You'll You'll go through those periods and you'll grow through those periods. So just be patient and enjoy the process. Next question. How have you healed your relationship with food? I struggle with finding motivation to work out and eat healthy. Isn't that the million dollar question? So for those of you that don't know, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or even extensively, but I struggled with an eating disorder for a really long time. And it spurred my freshman year of college and all the way for like the next five years of my life. And it was, I was bulimic and it was really horrible. And I had a horrible relationship with food. And more than anything, the reason why my relationship with food was so bad was because I had no idea how to eat. My idea of eating healthy was buying a hundred calorie pack snacks and just counting calories and not actually looking at quality of food. So the first thing that I would really recommend is just to start educating yourself on what food is meant for and what food does for your body. The more that I started to educate myself on food and what it does for my body and have this understanding that food is fuel, nothing more, nothing less. And don't get me wrong. I love food. I love good meals. I love desserts, but I look primarily at food as fuel. It's fuel for my body. And so before I eat anything, I always look at a meal and say, is this going to give me the fuel that I need? Because I like to be active. I like to do things. And when you eat healthy and fuel your body right with food, life is just easier. It is. It's easier when you feel good. Another thing that helped me a lot was when I became plant-based, honestly. When I became plant-based and I actually didn't do it for health reasons, I did it for environmental reasons. And I have a whole podcast episode on my journey to going plant-based. But when I went plant-based, it actually healed my relationship with food a lot more because a lot of the foods that I was triggered by that I loved eating, like cookies and brownies and ice cream and all of this junk food had dairy, it had butter, it had eggs, it had animal products or byproducts in it. And so when I 
eliminated that from my diet, it eliminated a lot of the junk food for me. And so because I wasn't doing it for health reasons, it actually just, it became sustainable for me. And I wouldn't say that I was the healthiest plant-based. I wasn't even plant-based. I was more of like those unhealthy vegans, I would say in the very beginning. But then I watched another documentary called Forks Over Knives. And after watching Forks Over Knives, it just changed everything for me. And it really educated me on the power of food. So those were a couple documentaries. Cowspiracy and Forks Over Knives really changed the way I looked at food and the way that I just had a relationship with food. And let me be clear, this did not happen overnight. This was over the course of multiple years of becoming aware of my thoughts, becoming aware of my triggers, becoming aware of what food is meant for my body. And it was a journey. It was a journey over years and it didn't happen overnight. So if you're struggling with food right now, maybe either seek professional help. There's a lot of people who are health coaches. There's a lot of people who specialize in eating disorders. If that's something that you struggle with, seek professional help or just go on the internet, go on YouTube, find podcasts, find influencers that inspire you and help you open your eyes. But I would start at those documentaries. And then the last thing that really helped me so much was community and accountability. I was not very consistent with my health and fitness journey or anything with a healthy lifestyle. I was one of those yo-yoers like a hundred percent. I would yo-yo diet all the time. I'd crash diet, binge purge, like all of those things. I struggled a lot. And it wasn't until I found community and accountability, which is in my high vibe wellness studio and in my virtual gym. So those are my private communities for myself, my team, and my clients where I help everyone. We're all doing different programs. We're all following different types of nutrition plans and nutritional theories. But at the end of the day, we're all in it together and we're all showing up. We're all checking in with each other. And that accountability makes a huge difference. So if you're curious about that virtual wellness studio, if you're curious about getting started with one of those programs and you're like, you know what, this might be something that I actually need help with. I will link it in the show notes for you guys because accountability and community changed everything. If you're struggling with the discipline, if you're struggling with getting yourself to change your habits and change your lifestyle, you need people in your corner. Like you need people there that are going to support you, that are going to encourage you, that are going to cheer you on, on your journey. And eventually one day you'll be good. You won't need all of the people in the community, but for making changes, it makes a huge difference. Getting a coach, getting an accountability partner, immersing yourself in some form of accountability is huge. It's huge. And it will change everything for you because a lot of the times we show up for others so much more than we show up for ourselves. Can you relate to that? Like for me, when it became my job to take care of myself, because if I wanted to help others, I had to lead by example. And so I knew that if there's clients that were getting started with me or people thinking about it, I had to show up for them. And so it became beyond me and beyond my body. And it became something of purpose for other people. And when I started having that mindset and that flip, it changed everything. So if you relate to that, I highly recommend checking out my high vibe wellness studio. It is a game changer for so many people and so many people that reached out to me before they got started in that community and in those groups with those programs, they were 
literally asking me that same question. They're struggling. They lost their confidence. They lost their motivation. They felt so alone. And now they're just thriving in my group. And it's so excited to see. So I will link that in the show notes if you're at all curious about it. Next question. How did you and your boyfriend meet? Y'all are so cute. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So this is actually a really funny story. Me and my boyfriend were actually friends before we became partners and lovers. And the way that we met, this is like such a random story, but it was Labor Day weekend and I was a senior in college and we had a long weekend. It was Labor Day weekend and we went to the Santa Monica beach. I didn't live in Santa Monica. I lived a couple hours away from Santa Monica, but I went to the Santa Monica beach. I was meeting up with a friend from high school and I told him to meet me at these volleyball courts where I knew there was volleyball courts there and I wanted to play volleyball and I haven't played volleyball in a super long time. He went about a mile and a half south to the wrong volleyball court so we had to walk on the sand me and my other friend had to walk on the sand to go meet him to go play volleyball because he went to the wrong volleyball courts than what i told him to go to in santa monica and so we were when i met up with him we were peppering we were warming up and we saw this other group of people that were looking for another couple players to play volleyball with this was early in the morning and they were just looking for another a group of people to play volleyball so they came up to us and we came up to them pretty much at the same time. Like we were going to ask if we could play with them and they were coming to ask us if we could play with them at the same time. So we started playing games with them. We were crushing it, like just like killing it. It was so, so fun. And all of these people are my friends today. And Garrett was there. And I remember seeing Garrett and thinking he was super cute. <laughs> And I thought he was super cute. Like, you know, he's just so charming and he's so cute. And he played volleyball. And at my college, there was not any cute, cute guys like that. Um, and the fact that he played volleyball was just like an extra bonus. But he had a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend at the time. And so then I just didn't think anything of it. Like, I, to me, I was like, he has a girlfriend. Like, I don't know him. That, that's it. And so we became friends. And I became friends with everyone in that group. And then they broke up or he broke up with her. I don't know. Long story short, fast forward, like six months later. And we're at Coachella. We're all at Coachella with a group of our friends. This is all the friends that I play volleyball with. And we're all at Coachella. And I don't know what happened over the course of that weekend. I honestly cannot even tell you. It was like the universe was just pulling us together. And on the last night of Coachella, me and Garrett were the last ones to come back. We stayed to the silent disco. We never went to the silent disco any of the nights. And we're like, I want to go to the silent disco. It's our last night here. Let's go to the silent disco. Now that I know Garrett, I know he's just always up for a good time. He never wants to leave. And everyone in our group left early. <laughs> but I'd like to think I had something to do with it. But who really knows? So we meet this girl, Shalina. Shalina, if you're listening to this, I love you. That was such a magical night. So we meet this beautiful soul, Shalina, who was camping at Coachella. And she actually, we were starving. We had no food and we were starving and Garrett's allergic to dairy. So we couldn't have like all these different foods. And she went and she got bagels and hummus and Gatorade and water for us. And she snuck it into the silent disco. Like amazing so amazing and we were just there and we were dancing with the music and all, having just like a blast and nothing happened nothing physical happened we didn't hug we didn't kiss like nothing actually happened in that night but i just remember having the butterflies in my stomach 
feeling so giddy and so stupid like I had a high school crush. And at this point, I was so happy being single. I didn't want a boyfriend. I was about to graduate from college. I was so excited to graduate from college and have money and like have a big person job (laughs) and not have to be a poor college student anymore and just be super independent and go to bars and meet people and go on dates. Like I was so happy for that. And so I was not looking for a boyfriend, let alone someone that was in a friend group because I just didn't want to mess up the dynamic of the friend group. And those of you that have dated friends, you kind of know what I mean. Like to me, there was no escaping that. We all had the same friends that we played volleyball with every single weekend. And I just didn't want to mess that up. And it really scared me because I was like, well, what if this doesn't work out? Like if this does not work out, then I have no idea what we're going to do. Like how is it? It's going to be awkward with our friends. Like, you know, what's going to happen? And so it was just a very weird dynamic. I didn't know how to feel about it. And I remember he would like text me and I would text him back. And it was just that stupid, you know, high school girl (laughs) crush. And still nothing happened at this point. And the next week, my mom came and visited and we went to go play volleyball. And my mom was watching us play volleyball. And my mom came to visit because we were going to go apartment hunting because I was about to graduate from college, like literally that month I was going to graduate. And my mom came and visited and she never met Garrett before. She didn't know the story about Coachella. This was a week after Coachella. And when we left the beach to go look at these different apartments, she gets in the car and she goes, Tori, the boy in the blue shorts, remind me, what's his name again? (laughs) And I was like, Garrett? She's like, yeah. She was like, he's cute. I was like, yeah. (laughs) She goes, and he likes you. (laughs) And she goes, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you like him too. And I just died. Like I literally lost it. And I told my mom the story because I had no idea if I even liked him. I was, I was still confused. I was still confused by the whole thing. I had no idea if I liked him, no idea what was going on, but it was so funny that my mom, my moms know everything, but my mom saw it. My mom pointed it out and she was like, you like each other. And then we had this conversation and my mom was like, what are you afraid of? And I was like telling her why I was so afraid to even pursue it because I couldn't run from it, you know? And to me, there just wasn't an easy exit strategy because I never wanted to be in a long-term relationship for a really long time. And then he swooped me up and basically long story short, like love happily ever after, but it's kind of crazy. It's so crazy to think about. That's my first time telling that story in a really, really long time, but it's so funny. So that is how we met. And that is, and our relationship just went very passionately, very lovingly, uh, very open, very honest, very quickly. Like I felt very comfortable, not very comfortable. I felt terrified, but I could be myself for the first time. And he loved me for all my flaws, all my imperfections. I told him about my eating disorder. I told him about my prescription pill addiction and he loved me anyways. And that he's a big reason why I talk about all of these things publicly because I realized that all of the things that I was so ashamed of for so long in my life that I never wanted anyone to know. And frankly, I was probably scared of intimate relationships because I had those skeletons in my closet and I was afraid of being vulnerable. I was afraid of being seen. And he was the first person that made me realize that I can share all of those things about myself that I'm ashamed of and someone will still love me. And he still loved me. And so 
that is our story. I haven't told that story in so long. So funny. Okay. Another question is what is the best way to warm up before shuffling or a workout? So I, I touched on this a little bit, but my biggest tip is active warmups. So instead of just holding a stretch, move around, like think of your body as like pizza dough, like move back and forth between lunges, twist your body, warm it up as you're stretching it, be slow. If you have any type of resistance bands, those are great for stretching and warming up as well. You want to start a little bit of activation, but a lot of rolling, like roll your shoulders, roll your arms, do some twists, do side lunges, side to side, do some squats to uh, toe touches, like squat, parallel squats to touching your toes, parallel squats to touching your toes and just really like hip rolls and all of that stuff. Like you need to roll out your whole body. And I definitely don't recommend doing static stretching. I recommend doing a lot of mobility, stretching, active stretching where you're moving your body and you're stretching at the same time. That to me is my favorite way to warm up before shuffling or a workout. Next question. Do you do any cardio other than shuffling? I'm a newbie shuffler. Yes, I actually do lots of workouts. I work out about five to six days a week. Um, and my cardio right now with the plan that I'm doing is just boxing. Boxing and sometimes hit. So all of my programs that I do, they're all online. They're all through an app. You can literally do them anywhere, any place, anytime, which is what I love about them. And you have your own world-class personal trainer that's yelling at you through the screen and motivating you. So I need that as someone that grew up in sports. I need that trainer just telling you what to do. Because I, I don't know, I struggle with that motivation to work out if I don't have someone pushing me. So I love these programs because I can have that trainer in the comfort of my own home. I don't have to go to a gym. I don't have to pay a premium for the gym. Like I have amazing trainers that help me in the comfort of my own home. So it's all through an app and all of my clients, I will link everything about my high vibe wellness studio in the links below, but you get all of those workouts as well. So I do a lot of boxing, shadow boxing. I never thought I would get a workout doing shadow boxing, but I burn like over 400 calories and 30 to 40 minutes. It's insane. It's super insane, super intense. I like to do other HIIT training workouts. So I also weight lift and I am doing bar as well in this program that I'm doing. So the program that I'm doing right now is one that I developed and it's weightlifting, boxing, and bar. So like all of my favorite things and I really like to do it all. I like to do yoga. I like to do dance. I like to lift weights. I think taking care of your body, the stronger your body is, the easier it's going to be to shuffle. Shuffles, shuffling's kind of like a sport. It's super intense. Your heart rate's up. It's like doing super intense jumping jacks for a really long time, right? Like after 30 seconds of shuffling, you're dead. So it almost is its own high intensity interval training in and of itself. With that said, you don't have to do other workouts, but to me, when I have a strong body, that equates to strong shuffling. And a lot of people say like, you look super powerful. You have super strong shuffling super strong moves and I work out. I move my body. I take care of my body. It's a, it's a big priority for me. Next question. Do you count your macros or track intake in another form? If so, how? So I have actually never counted my macros. <laughs> and it's funny because I do health and fitness coaching, never counted my macros, not something that appeals to me, not something that interests, interests me. The idea of tracking my food and always like having a calculator to track my food just like honestly sounds 
boring and it sounds lame and it sounds like something that I don't want to do. That said, if you track your macros and that works for you, awesome. Amazing. I think everyone needs to find what works for them. So what I do is I follow this nutrition plan and it's a very flexible nutrition plan. And it basically pretty much counts all of your calories and all of your macros for you without you having to do it yourself. So I get these different containers. They're all these different portion control containers. Green is your veggies, red is your proteins, blue is your healthy fats, yellow is your carbs. And basically based on my personal goals and my training, I get allotted a certain amount of containers a day. So I eat like six green containers. That's basically six servings of veggies. I get three servings of carbs, five servings of proteins, a couple servings of fruit. So I get all these different servings. And throughout the day, I just use those as my as as my portion control containers. So when I make a meal, I use those to scoop it out. And I have done this for so long that I know exactly how many containers I'm getting in pretty much every single day when I'm cooking at home because I'm very mundane in my cooking. I eat pretty much the same stuff or the same type of meals throughout the day. And I know that I'm always getting in about two to three servings of vegetables, in my smoothies, two to three servings of vegetables in my lunch, a couple servings of vegetables in dinner. Like I just know it because I've done it for so many years. But in the very beginning, there was this app where you can literally just check mark every time you had a green container, every time you had a purple container, every time you had a red container. And the cool thing is it's just really based on real whole foods. So we could be on the same exact plan, but eating literally completely different things. For instance, my green containers could be filled with spinach and kale and broccoli. That's usually what I eat a lot for my vegetables. But there's a whole list of different vegetables that you can eat. You could have bok choy and cauliflower and collard greens and your green containers. So we could be on the same exact plan, but eating completely different things. Same with your carbs, same with your proteins. And obviously mine is a plant-based version. So my proteins look different than someone who eats meat and eats chicken and eats fish. And my, my plan looks a little bit different. My food looks a little bit different, but we're basically doing the same plan. So I love it because the flexibility is there and it's really just teaching you how to eat real whole foods in moderation. And it does all of the tracking for you. So that is the plan that I do. And like I said, my six week shred program, my high vibe wellness studio, all of my clients get this plan. They all get this plan. They, I teach them how to use these containers. I walk them through the plan. I help them calculate their own bracket to how many containers they're going to get. And then from there, they, they can find recipes on our blog and on my website and all these different resources to help them with their planning. And in the very beginning, if you haven't done this before, it's a little bit difficult, but once you get the hang of it, it's so easy. And I do this pretty much 80% of the time, 80 to 90% of the time. That's how I measure out my food. Now with that said, if I want chocolate, if I want ice cream, if I want a donut, I'll eat it. And that's not part of the plan, obviously, but I don't really believe in restricting myself in food and having this type of diet culture. I like to usually fuel my body with healthy whole foods 80 to 90% of the time. When I'm PMSing, I want some more sweets and I don't guilt trip over it. I don't you know, kill myself. So I like to have this as a lifelong lifestyle and not just some diet that I'm going to do for a limited amount of time. And that's what makes it sustainable to me is that this really is a lifestyle. It's not something that 
you do for six weeks or you do for four weeks and then you lose a bunch of weight and then you go back to eating like crap and then you gain all the weight back. This is something that has helped me stay and maintain and lose my initial weight. When I got off my prescription pills, I gained a little bit of weight, but it helped me lose that weight. And then it helped me maintain the body that I want and the body I'm confident in by following this plan and just dialing that in and looking at food as fuel. So hopefully that was helpful. That was pretty much all of the questions. Thank you guys. There was a couple other ones, but we're, we're going to cut it at that. I don't know how long this podcast is going for. So if you found this fun. If you liked this type of style of a podcast episode, this live Q&A, I wanted to make it a little bit more personal so you guys can get to know me and ask me anything. If you like it, please share it in your stories or send me a DM and let me know what you liked most about it. And I would love to do another one down the road. And don't forget about the giveaway. If you literally just, all you have to do is subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Send me a DM once you do that and you will be entered in for a giveaway of a full box of my all natural vegan pre-workout, which is amazing. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your day. And until next week, bye everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.